Welcome to Women Weekend, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in early life, relationships, childhood, and from conditioning. To shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I address on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, I'm getting into the idea of teaching people how to treat you. This is aligned with being the energy that you want to receive, and we also get into the concept of being the soulmate you want to attract, as both of these concepts relate to attracting the things you really want in life, the success, the soulmate partnership, the 10 of cups, happily ever after, best life of your dreams. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a identify and heal solo episode. And today I want to talk about teaching people how to treat you. If you experience treatment in relationships, in work situations, in any sort of connection that you are not pleased with, that you don't like, it's likely because you are teaching people how to treat you a certain way based on how you treat yourself, how you feel about yourself, the beliefs you hold. So I got the inspiration for this episode from an interview I just did, a guest episode with a wonderful woman, Petia, who is an abundance coach. And she was speaking to the fact that she was stuck in toxic, unhealthy relationships for years until she finally decided that she was going to treat herself the way that she wanted her future romantic partner to treat her. She took herself out to dinner. She was kind to herself. She was loving She gave compliments. She put herself first. When opportunities came her way that were not up to her standards, she didn't take them. She sent them on their way. She said, thank you, next. And lo and behold, now she's like eight months pregnant, about seven months pregnant with the child of her beloved soulmate. They do exist. That's what we talked about in the episode. I was telling her, I was like, can you tell me how it happened? Because when you're in the situation, like myself and many of us who are still looking to find our soulmate, our soul partner, the concept begins to feel like a unicorn, right? You'd love to think that it exists. It's a beautiful idea. But in part of your mind, you're like, yeah, but uh, yeah, right. They're not real. It is real. It's absolutely real. I have talked to so many people lately who have been finding their person, their partner. And let me tell you, these mostly women I talk to, I haven't talked to many men who feel like they found their soulmate. I need to do that. (laughs) But they each say the same thing. They are treated better than they've ever been treated. This person goes out of their way. The things that you hear, right? This beautiful treatment that's kind and considerate and thoughtful. These people are attentive. These people are supportive and protective and loving of these divine feminine women who spent years enduring 
poor treatment, toxic relationships, even abusive. So how do we find it, right? These episodes are about identifying a problem and then moving away from it. If you consistently find yourself being treated less than you know you deserve, then something's got to change and it's your frequency. It's your energy. So again, she spoke to the idea of teach people how to treat you. When you tolerate poor behavior, you allow for it. You encourage it. You're sending the message that, yes, I will take this. And it's challenging for a lot of reasons. When you're out there in the dating world, it's not fun. And when you find someone who feels, quote unquote, good enough, you will often settle and concede to less than wonderful treatment, less than the highest treatment that you deserve, right? It can be little things like someone not really making an effort to ask about you and your day and how you're doing. Someone not making an effort to do special things for you, to make you feel special. Like they feel like the luckiest person in the world to be with you. Again, that's the message I keep hearing is these people having mates, having partners that are like, oh my gosh, like, I am so stoked to be with you, right? And I deserve that. And you deserve that, dear listener, whoever is listening, who's looking for that. You absolutely are deserving of that. And it's absolutely worth waiting for because why would we, settling is so dismal. It's like a lifetime of breadcrumbing when we're just hoping that maybe we'll suddenly start to be treated better. But again, you teach people how to treat you. You teach people your value and they will honor that. So what does that mean exactly? How are we teaching people how to treat us? If we are quick to take back our stance, let's say we've decided, okay, I'm only going to date people who high tier are kind, are considerate. And then we go on a date and it's pretty nice, but the person it like doesn't contact us for a few days and then ask us out the last minute and doesn't ask where we want to go to dinner, just tells us where we're going and doesn't really seem to engage in conversation. What does that tell you? That's not somebody who's holding you to a high regard. That's somebody who is giving the least amount, right? Making the least amount of effort, showing the least amount of consideration. So if we keep our stance and say, I am waiting for my soulmate, which a soulmate by definition is somebody who sees your light your soulmate because you guys see each other's eternal souls. <laughs> That's not somebody that you're going to treat shitty. That's not somebody that you're just going to take, you know, to some sandwich joint on a Friday night and then hope to get laid. That's someone that you want to take to a nice ass restaurant. That's someone that you're going to find out their favorite place to go and you're going to surprise them and take them there. You deserve that. Everybody fucking deserves that. Don't settle for less. I settle for less all the fucking time. I've had a lot of less come into my life lately. And you know what I've said? No, thank you. Okay. Well, the universe gave me a little bit of an assist. I probably, if the person would have tried a little more, I probably would have allowed for it. How discouraging is that? They wanted to breadcrumb me and I was going to let it, but then they just blew me off. Thanks. Rejection is protection, right? <laughs> it really is true though. At the time, it still just feels like rejection, but it literally protected me from another six months, year, couple months of, they call it half love half love. It's like a little, it's a little bit like, oh, it's, it's kind of something like they want to sleep with me. Like they, they're nice. Sometimes they say nice things sometimes, but that's half. 
I've also heard the term like offer, like you offer someone a cup of love, but those situations are like a sippy cup. It's like a little baby cup. They're going to give you like a tiny little sip of good treatment. You deserve the whole fucking holy grail, you know, wait for that. It exists. Don't let people tell you it doesn't. It might mean you have to wait, but guess what? Our society has gone mad with the idea that we need to get married and knocked up and have a family by the time we're 30. That's insane. That's setting up so many people for settling. Why? What's the rush? Why not wait until you are more settled and aligned and at peace with yourself to naturally gravitate towards someone where you feel so excited around them, so inspired by them? Wait for it. You deserve that. So we teach people how to treat us. Treat yourself well and don't allow for any treatment less than you have established. Write down your rules. Whoever is listening right now, this is my assignment to you. This is your homework for the identifying part. How are you letting people treat you? Again, do you tolerate if you're talking to somebody and they blow you off for a few days and then come back with like a great offer, right? Like, oh, I just got tickets to a concert and they call you like two hours before. Let me tell you, if that's me, I'm going. The old me, as of like last month, I'm a new me now. (laughs) My point is, that is someone making the least amount of effort and not showing consideration. If you are trying to teach someone, hey, I deserve consideration and respect and I don't tolerate anything less, then you say, uh, no, even though, you know, I'd absolutely love to go see Weezer tonight, you say no. You say, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to spend time with somebody. Do what you want. Maybe you're not even that into the person. You just want to go see a good concert. That's fine. But I'm saying, let's say that you have started to feel emotionally invested in a little bit, right? You're like, is this going to be something? Is it not? But if they're treating you like that, let me tell you, it is not something. It's a nothing. (laughs) It's a sippy cup. Not even that. It's like a little thimble. So establish, first identify, how have I let people treat me? Where, Where have I compromised my standards? Well, when this person just started having all of our time together, be hangouts on the couch at the last minute, I feel like I compromised. I was teaching someone, yeah, that's, yeah, it's fine. I don't need nice things. I don't need nice experiences. I don't need people to take consideration of me. I don't need somebody who's curious about what I really like. Then that's all you're going to end up with. And you're teaching people how to treat you. We have to take control and establish our non-negotiable rules about how we want to be treated. And we wait for it. You got to like consider if you're really looking for that soulmate, then think of it as your North star. You have your eyes focused on it and you keep walking towards it and things come into your path. And if they don't, if it's not it, then don't waste your time. Do not waste your time. Again, this is not to people who are early on in dating. We have to go through what we go through, right? I've dated a million people. I've let a million people detract. Okay, not a million. That would be a lot. <laughs> I've let plenty of men be a distraction, a deviation, a detour. But I had to go through it because guess what? Which each of them, they taught me more about how I do not want to be treated and how I do want to be treated. So I'm saying when that thing clicks, and I've spoken to this before, you know who you are. It's clicked in your head where you say, I'm full-fledged dedicated to finding my person. I'm not wasting any more time. And again, even sometimes we declare that and then there's one or two, whatever, they get in there little bit of more lesson to learn, but you stop entertaining situations that do not align with what you are looking for and what you know, deep in your soul, 
to be the relationship that you want to have. And, and let's, you know, let's flip it around. I speak a lot to women, right? This is women way again, but men, you know, you don't tolerate poor behavior either. Don't tolerate manipulation. Don't tolerate, you know, dismissiveness. Don't tolerate distance. Don't tolerate anybody other than someone that feels completely stoked to be with you and very loving, right? I'll just say it like I'm feminine, masculine energies. I believe that women, when they're really into someone, they're going to be very loving and nurturing. They're going to want to know you. I know that when I get into somebody, I just want to love on them. You know, it's like, I just want to offer, like your heart starts to open, of course, when you're in love, but being the feminine, it's like, let me show you how much I cherish you. Right. I also respect you, but I really cherish you. And that's kind of a whole nother conversation. I remember I read this book called getting to, I do, and it talks about that, how actually the masculine energy is that which cherishes and the feminine is that which respects, which is the idea that a woman really more so respects a man and the man is more so supposed to cherish the woman. I think you can have a mix of both, but it's interesting to think because it's saying that if one outweighs the other, it's hard to have an even dynamic. But Petia and I were talking about how when you find your soulmate, it's like you just automatically know how the alchemy can happen. It's like the right amount of both from each side right? The male is more dominantly the one that cherishes, but the woman can also cherish and respect. Most relationships are out of balance. Some relationships don't have that at all. Again, sometimes you don't feel cherished. You don't feel respected. I know damn well that majority of my relationships I have not felt either. And I accepted it because I was teaching people that it's okay to treat me that way because I was allowing for it. Just think about it. If you allow for behavior, then of course you're giving the message that you will accept it, that you'll take it. And again, it can feel hard to set up these rules because it's like, yeah, but dating is so shitty. And is there really somebody out there that's going to, you know, I don't want to have my standards too high. Okay. Then don't, but I'm telling you recently more, I'm hearing more and more and more of these women who are meeting people who treat them like a fucking queen goddess. And again, I'm not saying it's out of alignment, right? That you're just supposed to be worshiped. It's this symbiotic soul relationship the divine feminine and masculine, they're coming together. They've done their work. They're aligned and they're fucking loving it. So I want to get in that line. I want to get on that train. I want to have that experience. So the other part of this, the way that we teach people how we want to be treated is we get in the energy of what we want to receive. Because again, we have to treat ourselves how we want others to treat us. That's the indication. If we put ourselves down, if we make ourselves small, then that vibration, that energy is being experienced and seen by those around us. And they're like, people can tune into it. Do you ever wonder like, why do I always attract the same person? Why is it always this person that's never really that, you know, enthusiastic and is always a bit indifferent or dismissive and can be kind of like rude? It's because that's what's going on. For That's the vibration that you're at. And that's the signal you're sending out, right? Like an antenna, like a satellite. So we got to shift that. There's a beautiful, fantastic book by my dear friend, Jean Sullivan Bellacci. Her and I and the lovely Raven Scott, who does the Empath and Narcissist podcast, we are combining forces in the fall and we're going to do a healthy relationship retreat where we talk about going from situationship to soulmate. This is going to be a big facet of it. My point, Jean Sullivan wrote a beautiful book called 
being the soulmate you want to attract. This is exactly what it is. Being the energy that you're looking for. First, you got to be right with yourself. All these women that I've been talking to that have met their soulmate is because they went through really difficult catalysts and shifts, which by the way, shout out to my last solo episode, which is how breakups and rejection can be a catalyst for growth and really for getting everything you want. You got to get those blockages out of the way. So also check out this book, Being the Soulmate You Want to Attract. It's a book slash workbook. So freaking helpful. I've gone through it like five times. And every time I get a little closer, I don't want that to be discouraging. Just because I haven't found my soulmate yet doesn't mean it hasn't been helpful. Sometimes we have to go over things again and again until finally it clicks. Have you ever had that where you had to learn, go through a lesson like 10 times and then finally you're like, oh, wait a minute. I just need to respect myself. It takes what it takes, right? As frustrating as it is. So being the energy you want to receive, not abandoning yourself. Sorry to keep having shout outs, but I also did a solo episode on self-betrayal, how to stop betraying yourself. When we settle for poor treatment, we are betraying ourselves because there's still that part of us that's trying to be our full, authentic, sacred, divine self. But when Mr. Sippy Cup comes along and is like, hey, you want to go like hang out at my place? And you're like, okay, yeah, okay. Attention, yay. Then we're betraying ourselves because that part of us is like, wait, you're jumping ship? I thought we had a deal here. I thought we were going to respect ourselves and wait for the right one. I thought we were on team soulmate, North Star. And you're like, yeah, but he's right here. And it feels kind of good, right? It's like eating fast food. You're like, I know I'd actually really love to like nourish myself and eat a nice healthy meal, but McDonald's takes like two seconds and costs $2 and is delicious. But then you feel sick after and you don't feel great after. And if you eat it for too long, your health is going to be affected. Same with allowing that kind of energy, that sort of low level, half-assed energy in. It takes us down. It keeps us out of that vibration that we're building, that momentum that we're gaining towards that rock star, North star relationship where we are treated like the divine being that we are, where we are seen for the divine being that we are, where we get to feel like the divine being. That's what has been my motivation lately is I want to feel like who I know I truly am. I want to be treated as I know I truly deserve to be treated. And I'm not going to settle for anything less. The second that you get a whiff of anything less, because it's so obvious, right? We all know it. That just, again, the dismissiveness, disappearing, not making an effort, you know, it's not like your soulmate's going to be confusing. Like, could he, maybe he's just, we don't go through that pattern of like, oh, maybe making excuses for them, right? Maybe it was just this, maybe it was just that. Again, everyone I've talked to has met their soulmate is like, there was none of that. And if there was any kind of confusion, it was very quickly communicated, explored, clarified, moved on. So teach people how to treat you by first establishing, establishing, again, make those rules for yourself. How have I allowed people to treat me in the past? Be honest with yourself. And I'm not saying you're, you, it's like a hundred or zero. Be like, yeah, sometimes I stood up for myself, but other times, man, I let people treat me like shit. What are your new rules? What is your new caliber? What's your caliber for how you'll be treated? High, needs to be high caliber stuff. Seen for who you are, celebrated. 
someone who's expressive about their feelings, someone who wants to include you in their plan, someone who wants to make you feel special, someone that you want to include in your plan, someone that you want to make to feel loved and special. That's the divine partnership. Anything less, is it ain't it. It ain't it, right? So you say, thank you next. If somebody comes into your sphere and they're like, hey, I kind of like you, but I'm going to be wishy-washy about it. You're like, yeah, no, thanks. Thank you. Bye. And then you're telling the universe, hey, I meant what I said. Remember that the universe only honors the things that you focus on with laser-like focus that you continue to say over and over and over. Because manifestation doesn't, it's not like you're like, I want to be a billionaire. And you just say it once. And all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I'm a billionaire. It's people who that's all they think about. That's all they feel. That's all they emulate over and over and over and over and over. That repeated consistency is what gets it. So you have to keep honoring the statement that you've made, the request you've made, the thing that you're looking to manifest. So if you want to manifest your soulmate, be that soulmate, figure out what am I looking for? Of course, we know about the list you make, right? You make all the lists of the attributes that you're looking in somebody, for somebody. And then you're like, am I doing that? Am I a noble person? Do I have integrity? Am I honest? Am I kind? Am I accepting? Am I compassionate? Am I someone who can be generous? Am I someone who will take time for somebody who wants to get to know them? All of these things. Then we start to generate that energy. And when we have situationships, we're not usually in that space. You know, we're not really able to be the soulmate we want to attract because when we have to compromise ourselves, then we're not at our highest energy. So be done with that. Any sippy cups come your way, knock them over. Tell them to get lost. You're looking for that North Star. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. Teach people how to treat you. Don't compromise. You can if you want, but it's going to be a setback. And if you do, you learn from it, you get back up. It depends where you are on your journey. Again, I have spent years and years and years of my whole life <laughs> doing that. And I just now feel ready. But guess what? I made this declaration two years ago. I was walking with a friend after a situation should end. And I said, never again. I'm never doing it again. I'm done. I'm not going to date again until I find my soulmate. But I hadn't learned all these things I just spoke of. I wasn't thinking about how I teach people how to treat me. I wasn't thinking about being the soulmate I want to attract. I was just thinking that I'm just going to push all men away. Well, that doesn't work either. You don't want to be angry, right? You don't want to be like, everybody sucks. You want to say, just not my person. And there's another thing that I want to offer. When I personally, and I think other people can probably relate to this. When I'm looking for a partner in my past, I felt like I needed to get the approval of everyone. I walked around being like, okay, I need everybody to want to date me. I want to make sure, does, would this guy date me? Would this guy date me? Would people be interested in me? Because it felt like that would assure me that people are attracted to me. I can find someone. So I was, it's like you're dissipating your energy, right? You're losing track of that North Star because you're looking around at every situation being like, are people noticing me? Are people gravitating towards me? Once you've set your intention to be the soulmate you want to attract, all you're looking for is that soulmate to be attracted to you. So again, like a fly comes buzzing in and it's like, hi, da, 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 da. And you might talk to them and then they kind of lose interest. They turned out to be, you know, not that let it go. Right. Just let it go. Cause here's the thing. You don't need to win over a hundred men or a hundred women. The only person that you're concerned 
about connecting with is your soulmate. That's it. So your only job is to notice. You don't have to punch people in the face who come and talk to you if you don't think that they're the one. Be nice. Give them a chance. You never know. But the second that you realize this isn't it, let it go. And let's say they reject you first. See if you can not waste time on that Oh, that ego gut punch of like, why did they reject me? Why did they ghost me? Why are they being indifferent? Just be like, not it. Let's say someone is super excited about you. They take you out on a date, but then like wait a week to call you. And then when they do call you, they offer you a half-assed offering. No, thank you. Clear this is not it. When we stop wasting times on things like getting stuck in ego bruises, I call it ego bruising. It's not love, right? It's It can be confusing. Like, I think my heart hurts. Is your heart or is your ego? I'll do another episode on that because that's something I, I work with on with clients. We can break up with somebody and think that we just miss them so much and we're so in love, but time goes by and we're like, oh, I just, I just gotten emotionally connected and I was more just bruised. My ego was bruised because they weren't treating me right. And it made me feel like I wasn't worthy because you're with a shitty person or at least they were shitty to you. They were not being great to you. I do kind of think that just because somebody acts a certain way with you doesn't always mean that they're a terrible person. It just means it wasn't a match. I remember hearing once that somebody's fuck boy is somebody else's soulmate. There's truth to that. I think kind of, I would hope that someone's soulmate would never treat someone like really badly. If we're talking abuse and that's that ain't it, but you know what I mean? Someone is just not willing to go there with you. And you, and rather than being like, Oh God, why just be like, yep. Okay. I'm not theirs. They're not mine. Keep it going. You don't have to win over everybody. You don't have to worry about every single man or woman that you try to have a connection with. The only one that you're concerned with is the one that's for you, right? If you knew, if you walked into a supermarket and you knew that all you wanted was an apple, would you waste your time like looking at the pears and the oranges and being like, wait, is this, this is this it? No, you'd be like, I want a fucking apple. And I know what an apple looks like. I know what it tastes like. I know what it feels like. And I'm going to keep going for it. And if anything else comes in my path, I'll let it go. So let all those other, let all the other produce go and just keep moving forward. And it's also a good way to gain that esteem of saying, when a relationship doesn't work, it has nothing to do with me, right? Of course, you know, we want to self-reflect and sometimes it, our actions didn't help yet. If somebody else rejects you, it just means that you guys are not a match. If somebody doesn't want to be with you, it's because rejection is protection. How would we end up with somebody? anything less than our soulmate, unless we're settling. So we just say, okay, all right, keep right at it. Teach people how to treat you. Start by treating yourself with the utmost highest respect. Establish your list, your non-negotiables of what you will not tolerate and do not waver. And when somebody comes in and they're not able or willing to do that, you break it off and you say, thank you next. No, thank you not for me. Or if they leave first and you get that wound into the ego say, okay, hurt a little bit. I recognize that it just means that they aren't willing to treat me how I meant to be treated. And I move on and then be the energy, be the soulmate that you want to attract. First, figure out you, how can you shift from ego into soul from ego more into your heart space? Cause that's another big thing. You're not going to meet your soulmate. If all you're thinking about is ego check marks, right? Do they have enough money? Are they good looking enough? Are they going to be impressive? 
interesting thing is most people who find their soulmate, they tend to be doing pretty well in life and better than they ever expected. But if that's your gauge, you're looking at super superficial stuff is the icing on the cake. It's the nice surprise when you meet your soulmate. You're like, oh, dang, they have a home in Tahiti. That's cool. Like they have a boat. Nice. But if that's the only thing you're looking for, then that's not a soul connection. You're looking for an ego, superficial, materialistic connection. So check with yourself first, right? Check, like, what am I really looking for in somebody? How do I embody that? It's fine to say that you want somebody who's financially stable, who's done work on themselves, especially if you've done that, right? Okay, I've worked so hard to be financially stable. I've become an entrepreneur and have my own business. And that's kind of important to me to have that same energy. Patio is also talking about this in our episode that once you kind of go off on your own, it's a little bit challenging to consider having somebody with a totally different lifestyle, maybe like a nine to five, or it has to be in the same location all the time. Can't go remote. Doesn't mean it doesn't work sometimes. Sometimes that actually works great. Some people don't want another entrepreneur in, in a house. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of powerful, you know, king of wands energy. That's tarot talk. It's like leader, like thought innovator, but know for yourself, like why you want something. It's fine to ask for what you know you deserve in terms of just stability. But if you're like, I only want somebody that's made $5 billion, then just ask yourself why. If there's a good reason, if it's because you have 10 billion and you want someone who understands what it's like to have a shit ton of money, that's fine. But look at your motives. If your motives are not aligned with your soul, then you're not going to find your soulmate. So be the soulmate you want to attract. Be the energy that you want to receive. Teach people how to treat you. Know how you want to be treated. Know what you will and will not tolerate. Recognize that you do not have to win over every single person that you meet. That you are not concerned with anybody except for that person that is going to treat you right, that is going to love you unconditionally. You're not concerned with anything, anything else that comes in your way, whether you toss it aside or it tosses you aside, you say, thank you next. Goodbye. Good riddance. Best of luck to you. Just be concerned with moving towards that one, that true soul partner that you guys made a contract with. That's my school thought. I think that we make they're called soul contracts. We make an agreement. It's like, you know, when you have a friend, you're like, hey, let's go meet at this park for lunch. That's what our souls do before they come into incarnation. They're like, hey, let's meet when you're like 38 in this place and we'll totally fall in love. It'll be so great, so grand. That's waiting for you. It's like a check mark, but you don't get there. Think, consider this if you're looking to meet your soul mate, you're not going to meet it anywhere except for on your soul path. If you take a different path, you'll deviate and you might find love and it might be fine, but it's not going to be that heightened thing that you are truly destined for. I think it's possible to, to miss our destiny if we don't follow our heart and our get in touch with our soul. Unfortunately, a lot of people in this world are not very in touch with their soul. They're pretty detached from their souls. So it happens. All right, everybody. I hope this was helpful. I feel like I say this every time, but I want to do a lot more episodes on this topic because I think finding your soulmate and releasing unhealthy habits is important, especially when it comes to dating. So have a beautiful day. Take care. Establish that North Star and move towards it. You got this. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. 
If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world. Thank you.